Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. From the truckload quoting page within Thai TMS, you can create a new shipment to instantly display your historical lane average alongside all of the market-leading rating intelligence tools. In just a few clicks, you can adjust the quote, add your margin, select your quote response template, and email an official quote right off to the customer from the same page. Request a demo today at tie-software.com to find out how Thai TMS can optimize your quoting process. of Chat Call. Today we're covering all things carrier relationship and fraud. Don't forget to subscribe to the Chat Call the newsletter on FreightWaves.com if you haven't already. Today we are joined by Sean McGillicuddy, the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Thai Software. Welcome back, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Mary. It's good to be here. I am excited. We finally got to swap you in. We've had a bunch of Mitch lately, so I'm really excited that we get some Sean back in our lives. Uh, not that Mitch isn't amazing. Yeah, of course. Good to mix it up, you know? Exactly. You know, we just got to we got to keep the many faces of tie going. Um, but today we're kind of talking about something that's been at the forefront of the industry for a hot minute. It's that double brokering, but also kind of how carrier relationships play into it. Um, so it's I mean, everywhere you go, everyone's talking about double brokering and how it's a problem. And it is it is running rampant. Like the amount of cases that we've seen of it has, I want to say, like quadruple, but I don't even know if that's the right multiplier on it. But why do you think it's becoming so hard to find the fix that will actually kind of put an end to double brokering on like an industry-wide level? Uh, it's a it's a great topic. I don't know that it ever goes away because we're we're talking about trying to fix um, something that happens on the on the on the federal level, right? So it's just it's really just not that hard to kind of tamper with, um, you know, uh, sort of taking an old MC number or, you know, there's just different things from a federal standpoint that like, it's just too, it's just too easy to take that information that mostly is public and then do something with it from a fraudulent standpoint to, to misrepresent yourself. But, but even going a level deeper, um, you know, I used to work on the insurance side of trucking and the, just the fraud in general in, uh, in times like this, like during, during, when, econ- when the economy is rough, you see, I mean, you see all kinds of things like, you know, obviously trailers getting stolen and like things like that go way up. And it's like, hey, why'd you park your trailer in that neighborhood full of stuff to go get? It's like somebody just comes and takes it. It's like the, you know, but, but, you know, in my experience on the insurance side, um, there's just no shortage of um, agencies, insurance agencies that are, you know, just the economy tightens up and you have individuals getting kind of scared from a financial standpoint, just being a little financially insecure. You get trucking companies that are feeling a little financially insecure. And all of a sudden you start seeing people just taking advantage of gray area, you know, and you could almost say not, not even really gray area, like full on fraud, but they're kind of counting it in the, in the gray area of like checking a box on an insurance receipt that really wasn't actually covered from an insurance perspective or saying that, um, 
a vehicle was scheduled on a policy, but it's not actually scheduled on a policy. Um, and then even some of the things some people don't think about too is like a, a driver that was never submitted to the insurance company for approval, right? And so technically the insurance company has to pay out because there's a federal filing in place, but uh, but you don't actually, like they weren't actually approved. They were supposed to submit that driver. And I'm, I know that's a broad topic in addition to double brokering, right? But you just see so much of this type of uh, type of fraud increase at times like this. This happened back in from 2008 to 2010. It was just a ton of situations like this. So I think that there's too many facets. You fix the double brokering thing, something else will ramp up. Some like it's just you know people uh, people get I, I don't even want to say greedy. People get naturally kind of scared and financially insecure, and it's really easy for some people to start justifying like, hey, I'm trying to feed my family. I'm gonna I'm going to do something fraudulent to make some money or I'm going to take advantage of a gray area. And so, you know, every, as people get scared, that that's what tightens up. So it's, it's hard to say that it'll ever go anywhere. I think that also, like you were mentioning, well, you know, when economic times get tight, everyone looks for those ways to cut costs and, you know, tighten the belts a little bit. So if I'm paying, if one of my top costs outside of fuel is um, and truck maintenance is insurance, then, you know, I'm going to start reshopping a policy around to see what I can do. And, you know, if I don't necessarily know who the shady, you know, truck insurance people are, then I find myself at weinsuregood.com, like, but good is with a G-U-D. Um, and I think, I think there's also just some of that, like, oh, it's so much cheaper, but, you know, it's also important to remember that it, there is a reason that that insurance is cheaper. And, I'm not saying as a freight broker, you need to qualify someone's insurance just because they're not going with like the Cadillac of insurance. But um, if, you know, it's weinsuregood.com, maybe just ask a couple more questions about that liability limit and get a copy of that insurance paperwork because hopefully it's covered and hopefully everything is fine. Yeah. And it's, it happens so where the, it, it happens very much so where the, um, the trucking company is actually the victim of the of the fraud because we this double brokering thing we end up like where the the broker a lot of times is the victim of the fraud in those situations. But uh, on the insurance side, oftentimes I see the carrier is the victim of some kind of some kind of fraud uh, where somebody sold them a policy, but it actually was not like they didn't actually bind it with the insurance company. They just took the money, so they got like the down payment for the for the insurance policy for the whole year and just bailed. Right. And so that's where the relationships come in on that side. But you also see carriers who do not, they just don't really, they don't really care. And that goes back to they can kind of justify it with like, look, man, I'm trying to stay in business. Insurance cost is very high, which is not, which is not a lie. Right. It's pretty rough on the carriers, the, the insurance costs and the fact that it goes up every year, no matter how safe you are. Right. So, so it's really easy for some carriers to start kind of just going like, look, I got an agent that I, that I do trust. And he told me that this is like a gray area, but I'm okay with it because I'm trying to stay in business here. So, you know, somebody else's problem, not mine. Right. And then that, that type of thing. And, but it's that mentality that leads to kind of a broader, uh, overall, just like seeing a lot of instances where, where something is fraud. And then, so if somebody can justify that, and that's a, that's like a, that's a that's a, a step in the wrong direction, right? But then it's like you can you can you can imagine how easy it is for somebody to go, look, man, somebody else's problem that I'm doing this double brokering thing and taking somebody's money. Like I got to feed my family. Like and so it's it's like it's a it's human behavior when people aren't really 
ethical or, you know, they don't really have like a set of, a set of morals that, that we would want everybody to follow. Yeah. It's one of those where you kind of use the ends to justify the means because, you know, you are staying in business and, you know, you're not really hurting anyone, but you're not really helping anyone. And, you know, when it comes time for that to call on that insurance, it does kind of, it does kind of hurt more than it helps anyone. So. But you kind of almost are operating under the assumption that, yeah, I'm taking a small risk, but we're we're real safe. We're not going to actually have any accidents. So that driver that was never approved by the insurance company, like I trust him. Like, yeah, he's got three DUIs and we didn't submit him, but like he's good, you know? And, and so, yeah. And drivers are tough to come by. So you could easily justify it as like, look, where can I find another driver? Like it's, it's a major driver shortage. There has been for like forever now. Right. So you can, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of understand somebody's psychology on like why they would, why they would do that. Right. But it's still, it doesn't make it right. But that's why I say, I don't think it's really going anywhere because it's kind of human behavior to take advantage of these little areas in order to make sure you're making enough money or, you know, whatever the case may be. And any kind of situation, regardless of what industry, there's always going to be someone there to take advantage of the situation. Like, it's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Yeah, there's an opportunity to make money in an unethical way or a criminal way. Like, somebody is always ready to step into that role if there's a space for it. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But you kind of touched on this earlier, and it's something that is really important. It's relationships. So kind of the relationships between drivers and carriers and their insurance agents and then between brokers and then between their shippers and everything like that. Why do you think that some of these relationships that people create are one of the keys to maybe cutting down on double brokering or any other kind of fraud that might happen? Um, Like, how do you kind of leverage these relationships to prevent fraud from running rampant and, you know, potentially ending your business? Yeah. No, it's a it's a very valid question because if you don't under if you don't know the human, how can you understand what that human's behavior is going to be? Right. And not that you can know every single human being that you might need to work with in a given month, right? Because it's like if you're moving a lot of loads, then you can't know every driver and every every trucking company personally. But you can encourage your uh your team to continue to go back to carriers that have already previously been vetted. Right. So the you can build relationships with the with the carriers by making it easier on your team to go back to the same carriers. Right. So it's not your if you in a in a um in a perfect world, if you could keep going back to carriers that you already used and that already did a good job, the problem kind of I mean, the problem goes away, right? Yeah, somebody could still jump in, but like the problem really arises when you you're you're posting a lot, right? And that's not that's not a, a knock on on posting because the, the the load boards are very important to to a broker's business, right? But if you if you just if everything gets posted, even on lanes where you do have plenty of carriers you could go back to that have already been vetted, right? And, and there's plenty of great products on the market for making sure carriers get vetted. And then you know, I mean, so my carrier packets and RMIS have been around for a while. You know, vetting carriers and making sure that like compliance is still in order, and then highways making a, a like 
a lot of traction because that's that's what they're they're going after trying to solve that problem of the double brokering and, and the fraud, right? So some really good products, but but the only way to really ensure like that the only way to really ensure that you uh, aren't gonna aren't going to a fraudulent carrier is to go to a carrier that you already know, right? You already know they're not fraudulent. They've already done a good job for you. They have been for a while. So the importance of relationships is in, in this industry is not going anywhere. Right. And everybody's been trying to get and I, I support the the sort of the, the digital revolution that we've been trying to go through to make everybody's life easier. But I've been talking about it for years that the relationships are not going anywhere. They are so important. They will always be important. You have to know who you're doing business with. It's something that like so when I was doing things, I literally had a carrier that was mostly based out of North Texas, but I didn't have a lot of volumes in North Texas. So uh, but I had a bunch in like Nebraska that I couldn't cover. And I was like, I'm, you know, like, I know you're in Texas, but I'm really, really struggling in Nebraska. And I was like, if I could get you something from like another team, if I could get you a load up to Nebraska, could you loan me a driver for a couple weeks to just run a bunch of stuff? Because everything I had was like 200 to 300 miles. So it was something that they could get there and back in a day, day and a half. And so I was like, if, if, if possible, can I just borrow this driver for a couple weeks and just run him every day as much as he wants? Because I, I need, I need help up here. And he was like, I would love to, I have a driver who, um, has, he's like, yeah, I've got a driver that's got a bunch of alimony payments coming up. So he would love to run up there. And I was like, that's great. Love to help out. But it's something like that where just because I called a carrier in a different market, I was like, hey, is this something that like you might be able to help me out with? Because they were great in North Texas. But I was like, I don't have anything for you up there. I want to. But, you know, can you send me somebody up to Nebraska? And so they're like, yeah, sure. Like, we have no idea. And then, of course, like there was this core group of carriers that were working on that facility and they like welcomed him and they all went out for drinks after dinner or after work one night. And I was like, you guys are totally precious. Um, and I love it. But it was something like that. It was just a weird solution like that, that I just tried because I was desperate and I didn't want to have to post to a load board because I wanted to reward the carrier that was working so hard for me in one part of the country. I just couldn't, didn't have anything to give them. So I just figured, why not just ask? And turns out um, they were more than happy to go up there and run for me. And just, you know, you should get a little creative sometimes with those problems. Freight brokers that think like that always thrive, right? The ones that really put a heavy emphasis on having good relationships with carriers where they can actually pick up the phone and have a conversation like that, they always thrive, especially at a time like this. And especially when the market is booming like it was last year and there wasn't enough, uh, you know, it was a lot, lot of freight moving and nobody could get anything covered, right? So whether you're in a, t on a, in a down economy like this and fraud's high, relationships matter. And then when they're, when it's heavy and you need to find like when it gets, volume gets high and you need uh, carriers to cover stuff for you, being able to pick up the phone and go, can you, can you do me a solid? Those are the, those are the brokers that really thrive in, in all economies. Right. And that's something that was literally as simple as like just talking like when I would call them to award them business, I would just spend an extra five, 10 minutes talking to them about the day. And um, also, you know, we love truck drivers love to gossip. So when I found out that one carrier got their FM, their uh, MC number shut down, I was like, and he, he was like, give he's like, give me 30 minutes and I'll call you right back. And I was like, OK, great. I was like, by the way, do you want to cover the freight that I had awarded them? Because <laughs> I need that covered. 
And he was like, give me 30 minutes. I'll call you right back. And sure enough, 30 minutes later, I had the whole story from everyone and all the different speculations about it. So, um, and that was just something that was entertaining for myself. But also then I could take that information and send it to other people in my office and say, hey, you know, if this carrier or if this person comes back, um, don't use them. And sure enough, a week later, they called me as under under a different MC. And I was like, my dude, you were just shut down. Like, no. <laughs> Um, but I think that's something, those relationships, it's something that I've said before, and I will continue to say throughout the law, as long as I have breath in my lungs. Um, but those relationships are so, so, so important more than just awarding and, you know, giving people freight and helping them out. But also when it comes to, you know, like you mentioned fraud, if, um, just cause they're a trusted carrier doesn't mean that they're not susceptible to fraud as well, because we had, um, we had instances where people would send out, um, a, like a notice to us saying like, oh, my banking information's changed. Please do this and wire the next payments to that. And if we didn't take the time to call our point of contact at that carrier or vice versa and say, hey, did you change your banking information? They were like, no, I, I haven't. And we're like, oh, well, we just got this letter from you. So something's going wrong and you might want to look into it. And so that's kind of that first defense of you know, we didn't change their banking information before calling them just to verify because, you know, if we did, then they would have potentially lost out on thousands of dollars of freight that they had hauled and they never potentially would have gotten paid for. So I think that's those in that instance and stuff like that relationships are so key and so important. That's a good example, too. Like you just you, like we're talking about, there's all different types of fraud that pops up. It's not just the double brokering thing. It's all these little all these little scams. And so, you know, I, and it we can talk all day about like it's the relationship that matters but like then how do you how do you as a broker make sure that your team is focused on relationships and you in my opinion you have to make it easy on you know, if you're you know uh, and you know obviously we're a software provider so i i like to look at it from from the angle of how do you how do you solve this or how do you help solve this with a software there's products exclusively to solve those problems but how do you make it easier on your team, right? If your TMS isn't gonna um, isn't doesn't make it easy for them to go back to the same carriers or see those same same carriers, they're gonna post because when the economy gets tight, like pressures on the on the uh, on the carrier reps as well, right? Like they're also you know trying to feed their family and they're trying to do a good job for you so they don't you know fall down the the totem pole in the company, right? And everything tightens up, so they're just like, hey, I got so many loads, I'm just gonna post them all. Right. And if you're constantly posting and always using new carriers, then you're just you're so exposed to the double brokering problem and to any kind of fraud. And so gotta be able to put it in, you know, you gotta be able to put the the care the history on the lanes in front of your brokers and and make it easy for them to see who you have worked with before, who you consider a top rated carrier, who you want them to go with, who gets you effective price, and make it easy to for them to go directly to those back to those carriers again and again. Not to mention, if you have someone that you're familiar with or you have a software that works so I don't have to sit there and wait five minutes for a load to f finally finish booking and processing. If I have a software that's working and working behind the scenes for me and, you know, pulling some of these carriers where I don't have to post every load out on DAT, I have extra time in my day that might pull, um, that might, you know, pull an extra 30, 45 minutes a day that I can sit there and I can talk to carriers and I can build those relationships because I'm not sitting there doing all of the admin behind the scenes work, trying to get documentation or, 
um, you know, anything else that comes with being a freight broker, that's the menial task. So I think that's also something that cannot be undervalued enough, too, is that you have technology that at your disposal that's improving your life and freeing up even 30 to 45 more minutes in a day. That is that's game changing. That's that time that you can sit there and talk to those carriers, get the gossip on what's happening in a certain market and, um, you know, figure out why someone got their MC number revoked. And it, you, you also can feel much more confident in the pricing that you're sending back the shipper when you're in a like a spot quote situation, right? If you have an easy way to just type in the lane and you can see I've got easily, I've got 10 carriers that I know could run this for me. Like some of them ran it for me last week or a couple of days ago or whatever the case may be. You've got current history right there and you can, you can feel confident in sending a quote back to a shipper, a spot quote situation. And at the same time, you've got like 10 carriers you're looking at where you know that they've been vetted. You've used them before. Other, other uh, people in your office have used them and given them, you know, this is a five star carrier. They give you a good price, go with them and rather than just posting. So I can literally go down the list and call those carers if I need to and build relationships, see if they're available. That helps so much, even in the future, too, because if you get that rate quote and the shipper comes back and it's like, that's too high, then you're like, well, um, I can't really go lower because I know I'm not going to get it covered and I'm going to lose money on this load. But if you do get it covered, then immediately you just go to that list and say, all right, call number one. Let's see if you got it. And that just keeps it going. And that means I don't have to sit there and go, okay, I won this business. Now, who am I going to go to? And I'm going to spend an extra 45 minutes messing around, calling people and posting a load to that I could have had done in five. So that's to me, that's that's a that's a subtle game changer. Yeah. And if you if you don't have easy access to be able to see the carriers that everybody on your team works with, everybody within your company works with and likes working with, those isn't a, isn't double brokering it isn't committing fraud, right? Give an easy way to see that you're going to go right to them. Because why wouldn't you, right? Like that's exactly, nobody wants to get caught. Yeah, nobody wants to get caught up in these scams, even at the even at the lowest level of your organization. Nobody wants to make a mistake. So if you make it easy on them, you put those carriers in front of them, you basically are telling them like, if these guys are available, go directly to them. And it just like, if you don't make it easy, they're everybody's going to post because they're just trying to get loads covered, right? They're, everybody's just trying to Make money and not not miss out, not not end up in a tight spot in an economy like this. And if you don't have a TMS that is able to tell you your carrier rankings, or you don't have visibility into everyone's everyone on your team's things, I know someone that you can call, and his name is Sean. Yeah, thanks for the plug. It's a shameless plug. We love it. <laughs> yeah, and it's obviously a big topic, and I think no matter who you who you're working with, however you can leverage technology to to make it easy on your team. Uh, obviously shameless plug i know we can help you with it uh, i know we can make it easier on your team but you know regardless of who you decide to work with like that's the important part so figure, even if it's a process change internally find a way to make it easier for your carrier reps to go back to the same carriers that have already been vetted that's that's the perfect world that we can all uh, strive to attain um speaking of building a perfect world sean we already know where you stand on hot dogs and sandwiches we know your favorite dad joke what i need today is probably the toughest question you'll be asked all day today. Are you ready for it? Yes. If you could have any animal as your personal assistant, what animal would you choose and why? Uh, I feel like the easy answer is dog, just because my dog is literally under my desk right now being my assistant all day. But I'll give you a more interesting one. Um, a, a gorilla. A, go <laughs> a gorilla. gorilla. Is, that, a is that to like yeah. beat people that make you angry? 
that just kind of like they're they're very like um they're very calm but they're very capable of a lot of you know a lot of destruction but they're very calm i like gorillas just for their just for their demeanor they're they're capable of a lot of destruction but generally they're pretty they're pretty peaceful like you know peaceful giants so if i had a gorilla sitting right here next to me and just kind of like every once in a while like pounded on the table when i wasn't um when i was zoning out not getting something done that would be awesome and then also if anybody came into my office it'd be a little bit be like, how important is your question really? <laughs> because the gorilla is here. So it better be really important. Yeah. And just purely the reaction would be the best part of it. Like, whoa, why do you have a gorilla? And I just, you know, I get to go because I like gorillas. That's that's it. If anyone wants to reach out or, um, you know, if they have a gorilla, they would like to loan you. Um, or if they have any questions about, you know, fraud or anything like that, where can they find you outside the show? Yeah. Well, you can visit our website at, at tie-software.com. Um, if anybody is, is, you know, is curious about anything, we've got a lot of resources on the website, or you can reach out to, uh, sales at tie-software.com. If you want to, uh, talk to any of our reps about our products or anything like that, um, look me up on LinkedIn. If you want to talk more about just generally my experience on this fraud topic, because, um, I do, I worked in the insurance world for a while and I've definitely got some experience in seeing some of the gray area shady stuff so hit me up on linkedin if you want to um if you want to message me about any of that also if you get any really good um fraud stories like the funny ones not the scary depressing ones like lol one time i was delivering bubble gum and it was bananas um then uh you should definitely you should definitely share it with us and we'll we'll have a little story time about that but only the fun ones if it was like the depressing i got taken for twenty thousand dollars I, I don't want that. Unfortunately, those are most of them. <laughs> so, yes. They are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Mary. Find Check All the Podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to check out all the other incredible FreightWaves podcasts, such as Loaded and Rolling and People Speaking Rail. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter on FreightWaves.com slash check call. See you on the internet. <laughs>